is episode number 94 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talked with Ben from Citizen Way, and man, it was just a really encouraging conversation. Um, if you have been considering actually getting a music education and you're looking at the importance of understanding why you do what you do musically, um, I think Ben's going to really speak into that. So we're going to jump into that in just a second. I also wanted to say, if you are in Central California, you have just a couple days to uh, come to our one-day conference. Head over to thechurchcollective.com, get all the info for that. But here we go with episode 94 of the Church Collective podcast. I'm a professor at Judson University here in Chicago. I've been here for 18 years. Wow. Started as a snot-nosed freshman. I was 17, playing soccer and wanted to study um, elementary education. I actually didn't think I was a good enough musician to actually be a musician. Yeah. And I had, you know, I'd been in choir and band and uh, grown up and, you know, play guitar. But I just... See, I, I had this high standard in my head, and my mom's a professional musician as well, so I didn't think I was good enough. But my professor said, you need to you need to become a music major. So I did, and I had always wanted to be a band director, and so I graduated with a music education degree and, and then started um, the band uh, just after I graduated. I'd been married for just a little bit. This was back in 2004 is when we started Citizen Way. And, and we did our first show at Judson. And I had long hair back then. <laughs> and I just started, you know, becoming a musician on the side. I was a weekend warrior. I was working at Judson as a uh, mowing lawns and then sort of raising money for the school and then recruiting kids. And so I would recruit students by going to the youth groups and playing or on a Sunday morning at a church hmm. and leading worship and, you know, selling my albums that I made at Judson. I did my first solo record there in the dorms. Sure. And, um, and then I, the Lord gave me this dream that I've always wanted to do. I, I you know, I've, up until that point, I'd done maybe three or four albums with other bands and I always wanted to build a recording studio at Judson and they didn't have a contemporary music program. And so I took my grandmother's inheritance that she gave me and I built this recording studio at Judson in the old dark room of the fine arts building that was abandoned. And I spent all my own money on paint and lights and gear and new floors that actually were just the old shelves in the old library that I found in all the closets around college, you know, around the college. And so I was trying to be really resourceful. And I started, you know, mentoring young artists and doing their records and producing them. And, and it, it worked. And I, we turned it into, well, in fact, actually, I was, I was a prophet without honor in my own hometown because some of the professors did not like me, you know, not doing Bach and Beethoven. Sure. You know, and so, uh, but I was a classically trained musician. I, I mean, trumpet major in college and, mm. you know, very studied in music theory, training, sightseeing, um, all that stuff. I love music history. I love uh, the church music. I love studying Bach and Beethoven. I really do. Yeah. Uh, and yet my interests were in three-minute pop songs. Sure. And so... I, I built this studio and kids started coming to a program that didn't exist. And so we made this program and uh, some of the professors actually were asked to leave. The president asked me, what do, you, what do we do? All these kids are here. And I said, honestly, you need to fire them or tell them to get on the boat hmm. and, um, and make this certain guy, uh, Dr. Warren Anderson, the head of it. And they did. And I felt terrible because like my professors were fired. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, what have I done? You know, but... <laughs> But the program grew, and we turned it into the music business and entrepreneurship program. And now, 
I'm on staff full time. I have two of my students who I taught. One of them I taught how to play when he was 12. Sure. I was his guitar teacher. He's actually playing guitar for us right now. His name's Daniel Olson. He's a junior, and this is his internship, believe it or not. Hmm. He's on tour with us. So his first thing was the Caleb Cruz. He just got done with the road show. Well, this next Mercy Me tour that we're doing, I'm going to invite another one of our players, Chad Swords. He's the lead singer for a band called Mass Anthem. He's playing bass. Yeah. And it's the best way to learn is, is, first of all, by making a record of your own songs and then touring it. it. You cannot learn that in a book. You can't learn that in a class. And so these kids are coming to learn um, how to really do this. And we're actually working on an 18-month certificate program where they can get out faster so they can get on the road. Wow. And so really it comes down to what has the Lord called you to do? Just go do that. And otherwise you're, you're really going to be frustrated and miserable. I was. I mean, I hated a desk job. Sure. And so I, I left that about six years ago to do full-time music. And this is when the Lord really put it on my heart to build this studio. And so it's here now. Um, and, you know, I live in Nashville, but I, I just moved there because it's better for my family right now in this season of life. But I still am full-time at Judson, and I'm creating opportunities for the school that really are quite unique, and they can't really do anywhere else. And so students have the opportunity to learn from me and my friends um, in the industry and it's really quite priceless but really it always comes that back down to stick with your strengths and bloom where you're planted that's what my dad who's a pastor always told me and sure judson was was where i was planted yeah i just tried to bloom there that's cool could you maybe speak to i mean with that much time just educating others like could you say what what does having like a music education help in songwriting for those three minute pop songs like what what influence does it have on them Oh, man. Um, I'm going to take an example. So the Turtles is a band from the 60s. -hmm. And they did a song called Happy Together. And they use key changes. And they use Picardy Thirds at the end of the song. Those things people love, but they don't realize what they're singing or playing. Mm. And it's simple things like that that you can um, really turn on its ear to make pop out amidst the throngs of other songs that are three to five chords the whole time Sure. on, re- on repeat, especially in the church. And it's not because it's anything other than more fun for musicians. And it really turns the ear and it turns the heart for listeners who have no idea. So I think it's very, very important to be educated to the best of your ability on ear training and sight singing, on music theory, on history of music, on history of rock and roll, uh, history of church music, hmm. uh, hymnology. Learn how to, you know, read a SATB four-bar harmony in a hymnal. Like, what a great education on chord voicing and melody leading and harmony and structure and, um, you know, era of music. Why did this work back then? Why is it still work? Why are people still singing the hymns? You know, how can you take a hymn with just great theology? And put it to new music, and or add substitutionary chords. You know, instead of playing one four, play six two minor five one, sure. and then all of a sudden the melody is the same. But you, you open up this whole new opportunity to plug on the tug on the heartstrings of the listeners, and the Holy Spirit really can use that. And you know, it's interesting in the Old Testament, the Levites, the people who were doing instruments. I think you had to play for like. 30 years and make your own instrument (laughs) before you could join the worship team in the Levitical priesthood. And I think we, we are doing ourselves a disservice not to at least educate ourselves uh, on, on 
at least one instrument and all of the notes on the fret or the piano, you know, and yeah. that doesn't mean that you cannot lead worship if you only know one or two, three chords. That's not what I mean at all. Sure. It's just, it's way more satisfying. It's way more um, connecting to the Lord because he created music. I mean, even Satan himself uh, is, uh, was a lead worshiper in heaven. Hmm. And there's, there's, I mean, if you look at Lord of the Rings and, and Narnia, they were both started by music. If you read the, you know, if that's how the creator has created the world, it was through music. Hmm. And it's fascinating to me how you can use a melody and that be enough. And then you start adding chords and structure and different instruments. And, you know, if you're going to be in this world, then be in it. Sure. Like study it. Um, go back to J.S. Bach and realize why he was so... Uh, actually controversial in the church, you know, and why he would hide certain intervals that were thought to be of the devil, you know, uh, augmented fourths, diminished fifths, same thing, but, you know, anything, a tritone is what that's called. Mm -hmm. And he would hide them in chord voicings and people would know just because, I don't know, maybe he was bored or maybe he wanted the challenge, but people didn't notice. And the idea is he created some very wonderful church music with the laws that they put into, you know, a place and, he was breaking them because he knew that it was there to be used as good tension and good release. And man, I'm getting very technical, but hmm. I hope some of your students will understand the fact that music education is more than just YouTube. Sure. It's, it's more than just, you know, guitar player on, on your Xbox, go and study intervals and understand, you know, why is it a 440 and not a 39 right. uh, for tuning, you know, and, do you have to do that to lead worship? No, it, it really matters about your heart. That's the most important thing. Hmm. Is your heart in the right place for the Lord to be able to use you? Right. That's the key. And if so, then great. Then go follow the trail and study the Beatles, study Elvis, study J.S. Bach, Chopin, the Romantic era, and realize why it was so influential and what it did. And then learn how the rules go so you can learn how to bend them and create something new. Yeah, neat. Uh, it's, could you speak to like it's just it blows me away that you have like internships for people that are coming along with you in Citizen Way. Could you talk about like the value of? I mean, it sounds like you kind of hold the personnel of Citizen Way loosely, and give people opportunity through it. Could you talk about that? Yeah. So we have an official um, because I'm a professor here at Judson. We have an official relationship with the school, but really it's because I just I love to see the young artist bloom. Hmm. And if you, I always tell my students, be fat, faithful, available, teachable, talented, and tenacious. And if you are those things, guys like me in my position um, want to use you. You know, teachers love to have students that are working hard, are doing the things that they tell them, and, and going above and beyond when they can. And so I'm looking for those kids to recruit to our program who are not just good on the guitar, but have a goal in mind. They have, they have a calling on their life and I'm looking to implement them and use them and plug them into places where, uh, you cannot get anywhere else. I mean, there's a huge gap between starting a band or being a musician with you and your guitar in your bed, learning a song and, you know, mercy me, a huge gap or, or whatever the band is that's established. And what I'm trying to do is bridge that gap give students an opportunity to learn how to write a song, how to set up a microphone, how to use Pro Tools, hymnology, how to study J.S. Bach, how to read a chord chart, um, why it matters, and who's going to listen, right. and what, how do you put it on iTunes, 
and what's your clientele and what's your message and how to communicate that from stage and how do you talk to a record label? How do you get in an interview? All that kind of stuff. And really the best way to do it is to have them come with me. Sure. That is the best way to do it. And so for me, it's very much a heart thing that the Lord has given me. My dad's a pastor. He's a teacher. My mom's a teacher. I mean, I grew up with it. I was born near a college campus in Alfred University in, in uh, Alfred, New York. And so it's kind of in my blood. Sure. But I felt a very strong calling when I was 17 here to Judson. And I'm starting to see some of the fruit of that, you know, 18 years later. Yeah. And so, yes, these are internships that we we keep with our students. They keep their scholarships. They're in class. They come back um, as much as they're able to in Chicago. Uh, and they do their, their classes remotely or online. And you have to keep an A average. Honestly, I keep the standard very high um, because it is a privilege to come out here and do this. And so judsonu.edu slash citizenway is a good way to go find out about our story and how we did that. But um, it's it's not for every student and not every student is able to do that or has the goods to do that. But for every student that you see on stage with us, you'll see 10 kids who are on the business side. They're on the booking side. They're on the you know, production side, they're on the lights, whatever. I mean, for every one of me's, you know, lead singer in a band, there's a hundred people behind us supporting us, yeah. allowing us to do what we do. I mean, it's just impossible to not to have a team. Sure. You talk about um, just a little bit, like what, what do you guys are up to? You said you're going out with Mercy Me, but how's your, how's your latest album been received here? Quite well, from what I can tell. Sure. Um, my wife likes it. <laughs> <laughs> my kids sing along. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm real proud of it. It was it was the hardest record I've ever been a part of, and yet the most fun as well. Hmm. It was um, 2015 was such a hard year for my family. We had lost um, a baby boy, Jeremiah, and to a miscarriage, and hmm. it was just a little bit after that that we decided to move to Nashville. And uh, I was trying to finish this record. You know, I'd had the worst fight with my wife I'd ever had about, you know, when the when we knew that we lost the baby, we wanted to have the baby naturally. And so I'm like, I'm supposed to go down and write songs for this record. And the Holy spirit just says to me, just do whatever she says. Hmm. And, and we actually, our marriage grew so strong. Cause I just, I died to myself. I stopped being so selfish and, um, I stayed and we, we had our son and he had 10 perfect toes and fingers and we offered him up back to heaven. And, he went from life to life. And, and then soon after that, we moved to Nashville because I needed to be with my family more. I'm on the tour bus all the time. And Nashville's just where everything is. And so I'm home more. Sure. And um, it, it was a tough. And I think that story for sure, you know, shows up in the song When I'm With You. That's what that's based off of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Psalm 3418 is, says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And so I'm really thankful that I had that verse because I needed to hear it. And yeah. that's what this record is about. It's joyful, though, too. You know, songs like Bulletproof and All My Cares are, that's the victory that we have in Jesus. It's celebrating, you know, life out of death and who we are in Christ. And, you know, First Corinthians 5.17 says, I'm a new creation in Christ. The old's gone, the new has come. And that's why 2.0 is so meaningful to me is because I just went through that. Hmm. And... Um, you know, you can have that too, whoever the listener is, you know, all you got to do is say, Jesus, if you are who you say you are, prove it to me. I'm listening. Hmm. And he will, he loves you. And that's what he did for me. And I'm a, I'm a living, walking, turn the amps up to 11, breathing example. Sure. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) 
That's it for this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com. Hit that contact form. We want to get in touch with you. We want to get you plugged in. We've got our Modesto conference in just a couple days. If you're listening to this when we release it, we have a conference coming up in Fort Wayne uh, next month. So there's a lot of ways to get plugged in, get all that information on the site, and I look forward to hearing from you. God bless you today.